Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky and I am joined with Marshall Staggs. Hey everybody. And Jonathan Lee. Hello. Alright guys, they're here. The droids, the Jedi. They're finally in the game. We so got excited. Yeah, we got points, we got like some testing done, We you have some impressions. Um, I know I've been personally flying the... Not the droids, but actually like the Sith. We'll go into that a little bit later. No, Marshall, you've been flying the Jedi. And uh, Jonathan, you've been flying a lot of the droids. I have, yes. So uh, we'll go into all of them a little bit later. But first, we want to do some a little bit of shout-outs. Uh, first to Frenchie or Anthony Wen for winning the Top Deck Extended Hyper... Or Store Championship or Wave Championship that they did this past weekend. Yeah, Wave Championship. Yeah, um... Not sure what they were calling it, but uh, yeah, shout out to him for win. I know it's like he he's one of the newer players, so I know he's real excited to uh, get the win in. Yeah, I pl- I played him. His list was really interesting. It was um, it was Psy with in the Lambda shuttle, Psy with the title, um, and then advanced sensors, and then he had three. He had two tie advance with fire control system and crack shot, and Merrick Steel with fire control system and crack shot. Uh, it was a really interesting list, um, and he was able to get away with. He was able to get away from me just because I couldn't. I couldn't quite kill those um, tie advanced fast enough. They're they're a little beefier than I thought they were, so I, I couldn't uh, quite tear, uh, take care of them. And yeah, he won three games, did really well. It was a good event. Sorry, it was on me. Um, <laughs> all right, and Jonathan, you got this next shout out, right? Yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to our friends at the Inland Empire Aces uh, podcast. After a hiatus, they are back on the air. So after you listen to us, I would suggest that you go give them a listen. Nice. All right. So we're not going to, we're just going to jump right into it. We don't know what's good, what's not good. We, you know, there's, I'm sure people are probably exclaiming that one thing's good and the other thing sucks. I'm, you know. I I have a lot of opinions. Yes. I don't know if they're right. (laughs) Right, exactly. So, I mean, we've done our personal, like, testing, and Marshall, why don't you kick it off with what you've done? So, I've uh, been playing around mostly with the Jedi, because that's what I was most excited about. And as it turns out, I think those are kind of the most fun to fly. Um, so so I've, I've played, I played a game with three Jedi. Um, it was it, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Mace Windu. With, and they all had calibrated laser targeting, which is the, the configuration and mod. It's the double slot that um, allows you to add uh, a focus result when you're attacking in your bullseye. I'll talk a little bit more about that later, like which uh, configuration I like better. But Anakin is great. Um, Mace's ability makes him really, really easy to fly um, and super hard to kill. And Obi-Wan's ability, I didn't actually use during the game that I that I ran him, I don't think. But when you're taking Obi-Wan, you're paying for an I-5, you know, with three attack or three agility who can double reposition. So his pilot ability uh, is kind of beside the point. Um, I don't think it's bad. I just didn't have an opportunity to use it in that game um, because it's range zero to two and all my Jedi were kind of running around all over the place. And it was rare that they were in range zero to two each other or, you know, had focus tokens or whatever. So I'm going to play around with him some more, but I think so. At, so I think I'm going to settle on Anakin and Ahsoka 
plus something else. So at at the tournament, uh, this wave championship over the weekend, um, I ran Anakin with Delta 7B, Ahsoka with calibrated laser targeting, and an Arc Wolf, who's the one that lets you like reroll a die out the front. And then after you do that, you can roll an extra die out the back and it, you kind of go back and forth between those two with a charge. And he had Palpatine on him, which I don't think is worth it. And having an extra force point was nice, but I almost never coordinated with him. And I almost never spent the force to stress someone. Like I was always using the force to modify my attack dice, which maybe was a mistake. Maybe I should have been dealing out a little more stress. So I'm not I'm not sold on an arc with Palpatine, but I think Anakin is an auto include. Um, I like him better with 7B than I do with calibrated laser targeting. Uh, because ideally he shouldn't be getting shot at, um, so you don't need the extra agility. Ahsoka has two force points, but you should really treat her like she has one force point, uh, because you should be using her ability every turn to either give herself two actions or to effectively coordinate somebody. She's 51 points with calibrated laser targeting, and it's just like it's incredible. Like her her ability is so good. Um, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sticking with her unless I I think of something else. Um, and then after that, you have like 70-ish points to play around with. And I'm not sure what that is. Uh, so I'll, I'll keep looking at it. Um, maybe that'll look a little different when the uh, the N1s come out. I haven't played with the Torrents at all. I I think they might be dead on arrival. Um, so yeah, I, I did want to bring that up because like every single person I've talked to has just kind of been like, these things suck. Like they're they're just blow up they don't do anything the dials trash they have two agility which is fine but there's not a lot of ways to get them other actions unless you like lean into it really hard with either palpatine or like a jedi doing battle meditation or something and i think with your jedi instead of battle meditation you should just not have a force power on them like i don't think they need force powers um so I don't know. I don't know what you do. I don't know if you do like an arc with Palpatine and like three missile guys and maybe you can set up an alpha strike. But yeah, the dial is trash. Uh, they have five hull behind two green dice. And I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with them. Um, yeah, I mean, I think like the torrent basically has a Z95 stat line with like two attack, two defense. And yeah. it costs what, 25 points at the cheapest. And although they can equip a missile, it's hard to imagine that that's going to be very successful. Just like we don't see Z95s with, we haven't seen Z95 swarms with missiles extended. And I really doubt that scum Z95s are going to suddenly show up in force with missiles or something. So it's just hard to imagine that at least the higher priced ones, maybe the 25.1 if you wanted a few to just take up space. But I... The dial, yeah, I don't, I, I think they are too much. Yeah, so I, I think in the next, uh, probably after Glen Burnie, when I'm not practicing for, a, you know, an actual tournament or anything, I'm, I'm going to look at synchronized console. I'm going to look at dedicated. I'm going to try to see, like, what role they can fill in a squad. But for, for now, I just don't, I don't think they're worth looking at competitively unless you're, 
Blair Bunky and you have a crazy swarm brain and you you kind of know what to do with that. I was about to um, say like every time that we like write something off, someone like comes up with this list. I'm like, oh, that's what we were missing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe you can have three or four of them and sinker um, sinker in the arc with the where he gives his buddies rerolls out the side arcs. Like that seems okay. Uh, what what else did we have on this list is like interesting uh republic ideas um like four arcs might be good the arc pilot abilities all seem pretty solid like wolf is great sinker seems great uh jag seems great so maybe like wolf sinker jag and a generic that's like 196 points i think and then you can throw a droid on one of them i guess if you want so i think if you're going for like efficiency that might be a better option than just taking five or six torrents with concussion missiles or whatever um, and trying to alpha strike something off the board. But I, I might be wrong. I don't know. They just don't seem like it's, it's not even the dial, like the dial, the dial's not great, but I, I don't think that's the limiting factor. I think it's just, they just have like nothing going on. So I'm, I'm ready to be proven wrong, but uh I'm I'm not gonna keep looking at him uh, at least at least for the next couple of weeks. I'm gonna I'm gonna get through Glenn Burney and then I'll I'll take a look at what what other weird stuff I can do with Republic. Because going back to the arc, looking at that uh, the generic, the lower price generic at 42 points, it feels like a really good buy. Yeah, he's cheap. Because an X wing, an X wing is 41, right? Yeah. So one more point. It buys you a rear arc and three more health. Yeah. I really like the um the the new R4 droid, the new generic R4 uh P, R4P Astromech. Um it's four points, but I I really like it on the arcs. Um I have I haven't tried it yet, but I've I tried it on um one of the Jedi. I think I tried it on Mace or something and it was it was fun. So I think that might be like what the arc needs to like for the three bank or the four forward um or even like doing a green three bank or something. I don't know. It seems like it's that's a four points is a small price to pay to make their dial way better. And then I I think you're cooking with gas with them. I mean, in this, uh, you know, coming out of a meta of like Rebel Beef, does does Republic out beef Rebels? I don't know. Like the arc also being on a medium base makes it much har- makes it harder to ion. Oh yeah, yeah. I hadn't even considered that because we have we haven't been seeing that list locally. But I guess that is that's kind of the new boogeyman. It's the double tap Y wings because um, you you get you get five of them. Yeah, you can get, you uh, get four. Double tap. You get four, four, okay. four with double tap and one with uh, just the turret. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think that uh, that is definitely worth looking at. Uh, did you have a chance? It, sorry, like a counter for that. Oh, I just like as a as a counter for that. I think it's interesting to look at. Now, Marshall, did you fly? Did you try out the Seventh Fleet Gunner or Dedicated? No, um, Dedicated. Uh, I want to try it just because it seems interesting. But Seventh Fleet Gunner seems really good, and I I couldn't get it into the list that I was flying. But 
Um, I think I'm gonna. I might drop the arc down to a cheaper one and do seventh fleet gunner um, and just see what see what that does because giving Anakin extra attack dice or or even giving the uh, giving Ahsoka an extra attack dice seems uh, very very good. So I'll be I'll be looking at that. Um, that seems to be from from like the people I've talked to. That seems to be the new republic card that people are most excited about overall uh like republic i i think it's really exciting i think they have like a lot of i think they have functionally two ships to work with which is kind of limiting that that naboo starfighter is right there man like it's everything yeah yeah. everything we're seeing about it looks good so until that comes out i think you know look at jedi uh having three aces is really fun that's that's an archetype that we haven't seen a whole lot of um in 2.0 and then uh, and then for four arcs maybe that could be maybe take a look at that or like two jedi in an arc uh and a jedi in two arcs yeah i think there's there's a lot of different things you can do because they gave us so many pilots for both of the both of the ships that i think are workable so yeah i think there was a it's a pretty strong debut i'm i'm excited cool all right, Jonathan, you were able to mess around with the Vulture Droids. Yeah, so uh, the first thing I put on the table was uh, Vulture Droid Swarm, uh, backed by Darth Maul. So I think with the Vulture Droids, it's hard. you have to decide how many points you want to spend on each one. So certainly, like, the energy shell charges are good. And certainly, like, I... I like the idea of the precise hunters, which cost, I think they cost, they cost 26 points, I think. But I don't know, for such a fragile ship, part of me, I'm just a little loath to like invest too much in each individual one. So what I ended up running was uh, five of the Trade Federation drones at 20 points apiece. And then I paired it with a very, very, very fat Darth Maul at 99 points. And I find that like, Individually, each Trade Federation droid is pretty weak, but there's something about that additive effect. As you get more and more and more, it just has a not multiplicative or exponential effect, but there is each one adds more than its than its uh, point cost. If that makes sense, um, mm-hmm. you know. Very recently, friend of the show, Biophysical, he wrote a post on his blog, Starfighter Mafia, just talking about um, generic ships and then the value of having more uh, versus, and then how that compares to having diverse ships. But I feel like when you go from three to four or from four to five, it's just a really big effect, just adding that extra body there to take up space. So I, that's why I wanted at least five. And then now I think about it, maybe I would even try six with with Maul. But I feel like you fly them towards an enemy and it makes a lot of people hesitate to come towards you. They turn away, they don't want to joust you. And then you have um, a Sith infiltrator to sort of support that. Um, I really like the tactical relay upgrades. They really, depending on which one you choose, it really flavors the nature of your swarm. And I picked Kraken. It's 10 points. It feels like the best. You know, it lets you basically bank a calculate on three ships. And it works on the ship that's carrying it because it gives the calculate action also. So I would bank one on Darth Maul and then I would let two of the droids uh, bank a calculate and then they would come in, you know, with 
a whole bunch of calculate tokens to begin with. And that networked calculation ability was actually super handy. And okay. uh, yeah, like to spread the calculate tokens around. And the tough things are like the dial is really kind of weird. I feel like a lot of times I wanted to three bank or two, like the best move might've been to bank where mm -hmm. and then I'd be like, oh, that move is red, you know? But it's, uh, and then the turnaround moves are really tough being the one K turn and the two Talon. So I found I did not use the grappling struts just because I felt like okay. just the, it would have cost 15 points to put it on five vulture droids. But right. so I, yeah. so this is a case I brought the uh, gas clouds. So I felt very free to like fly through them and around and stuff. And in my game against Andrew, I, there was a turn where there's like one gas cloud in the middle where I feel like my half my swarm would go back and forth across it again and again and again. <laughs> in my first couple of games with them, they worked really great. And then I did have a game against Frenchie uh, where, where they just went pop one after another, after another, okay. or, you know, Merrick Steele shooting a vulture droid. It's not, it's not good for the vulture droid where he gets <laughs> to like deal out the crits. And then Frenchie, he's a newish player. So I was, I told him, no, yeah, that crit pick fuel leak. And then he flipped the next one. And I was like, it was also great. And I was like, okay, that vulture droid is, is dead. Yeah. So they are, they are fragile, but uh, so it's tough. Like them being so fragile, I'm just reluctant to spend like 30 points on them. Yeah. I think something I would really consider doing is trying to find space to put discord missiles in there. Even if you don't get it off, if it makes the opponent hesitate towards facing you, I think it has a lot of it's value. Yeah, it's scary, right? Yeah. yeah. Just just that I board so control is nuts. Yeah. Like you could like basically block a lane because they don't want to deal with that. The buzz droids. Yeah. 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 So I I know Chris, he isn't here. He was talking about how um torps, especially like you see a lot of rebel you see some like rebel trench run sort of three ship rebel maybe four ship with like two two torps maybe yeah, it's a thing. i saw it i saw it twice this weekend it is it's alive and well it's no joke so if you can get a double modded proton torp there's a pretty high decent chance of killing a um killing a uh vulture droid but you wanna i wonder if like you put discord missiles on it makes the opponent hesitate towards coming straight towards you i feel like that matchup like if they line up exactly opposite you it's all i don't know there's a lot of rule of 11 stuff going on trying to time the that engagement distance right yeah which can be uh tricky for each side you know i've had a lot of games where i'm i have that dial in front of me and i'm like do i one forward or do i four forward do i one do i you know and i switch back and forth trying to figure out do i want to go fast or slow mm -hmm. so i think knowing your with the vulture droids knowing your rule of 11 um i would yeah, so the proton torps are definitely scary. I wonder if when the hyena bomber comes out, because it's going to have a um, system slot and it can take trajectory simulator. So I wonder oh. how that plus, you know, discord missiles, if it makes your opponent not want to fly into your face, you know? Yeah. If that, uh, that might help out some. So, yeah, no, I think the vultures have, they definitely, like... They, they definitely have some value, especially packed all together, and the tactical relays really amplify their value. Which swarm do you think wins? This or a, let's say, a 
Inferno Squadron Swarm. Uh, well, in Inferno, on the first round of engagement, okay, so the Inferno, so a Rebel uh, Trench Run Squad wants to engage at range two to three, and it doesn't want to be necessarily at range one. The Inferno Squadron Swarm, its effectiveness isn't diluted being at range one, two, or three. Uh, I feel like the entire Inferno Squadron Storm, Swarm is probably shooting before all your vulture droids. Because all those Inferno Squadron pilots are I-4. Uh, if you have Wampa in there, a lot of the times there's a Swarm Tactics somewhere, like on Hellrunner. So you're getting off six, you know, Hellrunner modified shots, probably focus tokens. You're taking ships, enemy ships off. Um, I think the without Discord missiles, uh, like in a straight joust, jousting values, I think the inf- the TIE Swarm still has a, a really high good chance of winning. Mm-hmm. You add Discord missiles, and then that TIE Swarm hesitates a bit towards flying right into your face, even if it's only one, and you because you can launch it at the start of um, at the start of the engagement phase. And when they're looking at you and you're looking at them, they don't know how fast you're going. They don't know if they'll like sort of land right at where it's at. And then if you throw it in front of them, then they're like, I can't K-turn through that with my TIE fighter or they'll hesitate, mm-hmm. you know? So it gives you a lot of, I think, I think the Inferno Swarm still has a lot of advantage. The PS advantage is really big. So if you cut, if you just take off grappling struts um, and save 15 points, do you just replace that with two discord missiles? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't flying with grappling struts. It's just, it's it was too much to... Oh, you couldn't to, get it in the No, I mean, I could. I, I flew a ridiculously fat mall, and he oh. definitely had room <laughs> to, like, trim. But you could... Uh, I wonder if... I think two did... So there are some upgrades. Two of them are much, much, much better than one. So yeah. I think two Discord missiles are more than twice as good as one discord missile in the same way that i feel like one ion one ion turret like two ion turrets is much better than one Mm -hmm. because it like is so much more threatening yeah so i think discord missiles even if you never land them like a tie swarm just they don't i don't know what i would do if i was the tie swarm facing like that because if it lands on you and you end up in a way that you can't, a lot like you're packed in tight, and a lot of times you can't barrel roll when you're packed into that rectangle. So, yeah. And then it's a crit, and it's um, so I think discord missiles like would be are would be a good buy to get two of them. Um, and then, you know, and it's it like gets into their head when they're playing that rule of eleven game. Um, I feel like against rebels. Like against Rebel, I mean, it's a gamble when you're flying against like a trench run torpedo squad if they line mm-hmm. up against you. If they're against you, I think you have that advantage of the Y-Wing. If there's a Y-Wing in there, the Y-Wings are slow. Okay. And almost always people dial in the same move for all their ships. I mean, they're not going to send the X-Wings. They usually won't send, if in a direct head-to-head joust, yeah. You usually move all your ships the same speed. Yeah, yeah. So the Y-wing, the four forward is red, right? So so they're going to go three forward. So it means you with your droid swarm, if you go five forward, mm-hmm. you know, you go 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 spaces. So Dutch is out of target lock range. And the next turn you go another five forward and then even if they go one forward that turn, you're you're in range 1. Sure, yeah. 
So the Y wing is slow. So X wings are fast enough that they can four forward. And if they're, they could boost to like get into a spot where are they, or are they, you know, that first turn just mm-hmm. to get that distance right on the first turn. It's, um, but it's, you just don't know why it's, it's a lot of mind games there though. Yeah. Oh man, this game is fun again. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah. Because so when, when you overshoot with discord missiles, like if I, if I do a three forward on my discord missiles and the final position of the template puts the discord missiles, like, past a ship like over the templates overlapping a ship but the thing itself the the little uh token for discord missiles is not touching anything it doesn't trigger right like it doesn't trigger the overlapping on the shot doesn't trigger discord missiles right that's correct okay so the ship has to run over it or be at range zero of it wait are we talking about the debris gambit or debris uh cloud again no discord missiles. no i know but i'm yeah. saying yeah. oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so like that discord miss like the if you're jousting and your opponent has discord missiles you want to be like you kind of want to hop over that range two band and to yeah. be into range one mm-hmm. um which i guess if you have a, like a tie swarm can go five forward and your opponent can go five forward. It means you're trading range three shots on the very first turn. But the thing is, I if you have discord missiles, I would I would really consider launching them the very first turn of combat, even if you're out, of, even if they're even if they're in front, even if they're in front of your enemy, because they're going to shoot those vultures first. Okay, they, those vultures yeah. are going to die. So you want to launch those. Yeah. So if you have a range three engagement, you just want to throw them out there and then your opponent won't will feel like they can't go through it or they waste their actions barrel rolling. So I think um, you would try not to directly joust a um, not directly joust the vultures. Um, if you're in a tie swarm, you're kind of, you're a little stuck. It's a little harder because you want to be in that range one. So I don't know what you would do. So you know, pl- approach from an angle or be in two groups and like reform. Yeah. I would, it would, you'd have to like, kind of like look at it to see how much you could take off before you could have to actually have them engage. If you can yeah. guarantee that like you have like two or three coming off, then absolutely you can jest it. But I would, I, my money would be on the tie swarm still just because, yeah. especially with these gas clouds now, like just, giving a tie swarm like a fourth dice and an auto evade that's crazy yeah i've you know i've in the x-wing vassal league the big vassal league i've flown my rebel squads against tie swarms and those tie swarms are really good i mean they can take off x-wings off the boards and like they can ps kill x-wings so they can certainly take off one or two even two you know vulture droids sure all right, well, then I'm going to go into what I've been flying. Um, I kind of went into the Separatist and tried to stay away from droids. Like, I was like, all right, so I bought two Sith Infiltrators, which you're probably thinking is crazy, and it probably is. Um, and then I was going with Grievous and the Belbelub. Um, so, like, my initial thoughts is I'm... I know you can load up Maul as much as possible, and that might be the right answer to do, but I just feel bad because he's a one-agility ship, 
And granted, he's got 10 health and he's going to pack a punch, but at the same time, he's going to pop. So I think they're kind of on the right track of they're not making, they're making sure that like ships that I can attack twice are not too overpowered from what we've seen from first edition. And I think they're keeping that trend with second edition um, that they're, they're putting them that they're not these crazy powerhouses. Uh, you are starting to see like quick draw pop up a little bit, uh, but you, like Dengar is still nowhere to be seen, and it's kind of like uh, now that I'm thinking about it, we're seeing a ton of veteran turret gunner. But at the same time, like I said, um, it, it all comes with a price, and like I just don't see the crazy appeal of him being so expensive at a one agility ship. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, though. Count Dooku has my attention completely. Like, his ability that after you defend, if the attacker's in your frying rack, you can spend one force charge to remove one of your blue or red tokens. That's yeah. huge. Because then you can essentially decloak without having to move. Um, you've already used the the extra two dice for your um, from the cloak for the defense. And then after it says after you perform an attack that hits, you spend one force charge to perform an action. So then you could essentially just recloak again. So you're turning like a one agility large base ship into a three agility um, large base ship that's got ten health. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, like this is an absolutely bonkers like idea that you're going to the separatists without running droids. Like I just wanted to see if I could do it. Just because. And, like, honestly, I, I think it... I mean, like I said, I don't know how competitive it will be, but, like, it held its own. Like, I could see that you could take that to, like, a normal night and, like, it would actually do something. Um, maybe it's one or two ships down the line that, like, it could be possible. So, I would keep that in mind. Um, as far as Duke... What, what did you say? Did you say what you had on him? Do you do like hate and palp? Oh, I just hate in general. Like, I mean, like, so I didn't even put palp on him. Like, okay. Maul, I kept as light as possible. I put Maul um, with just hate. And then I put Dooku with the title and hate. And that okay. was it. So, like I said, I mean, like, I know that's very late, but I, I just loading up these ships and having them so many points is with one agility. Like, I, I don't know if that is something that is worthwhile. And I don't think it really is. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. And like granite. So like, I mean, you can do the whole D cloak and, uh, and everything and like try to arc dodge. Cause it's a large base ship and it's doing barrel rolls and moving one forward and has a red bar barrel roll action. So you could really like do some crazy actions. Like you could barrel roll twice in the same turn in the same direction essentially and get like crazy position but at the same time at a three and a five like anakin's right up your ass anyway so he's gonna see what you're doing and it's not really gonna matter yeah <clears throat> i mean i flew uh chancellor palpatine on my mall and like nobody i don't know if anyone really ever shot him <laughs> well time out that wasn't the only you had grievous on that ship <laughs> yes i did, you, I, did. Yeah, I mean uh, looking yeah looking at it i was just like there's uh, no point in uh shooting that but yeah, yeah if you're like if you don't have this entire swarm yeah. like chasing down on you like you just have a 91.1 agility ship 
with a front arc, um, like sitting there. So it, it's something I wanted to keep an eye out. Like, like I said, Dooku might be my go-to on the Sith Infiltrator, even with putting the swarm right next to him. Like you, you can throw Kraken on there and you can just keep him cloaked. And if he, if you shoot, if they shoot at him, then, uh, he's, he might be removing that blue token. Or if he's even shooting before, like if he's going up against like a mirror match, he could be shooting before everything and then recloaking and have the same effect. So he's definitely something that like to keep an eye out for. I think he's the real masterpiece behind this entire thing. Uh, might go a little bit underlooked. But I, I agree. Flying against you with the do like Dooku can uh, he can do a mini candy cane, like not like the full whisper two to the side, one hard in, but still like being able to barrel roll one to the side, two hard in is like it moves in a way that you don't expect a. Uh, large base ship to be able to move right exactly like it's yeah. it's a little arc dodgy-ish, but like i said i mean it's at the same time you still have like a they're initiative three so you're not doing any of these crazy like i'm gonna barrel roll out of your arc unless uh you absolutely can um you're, you're flying against like you know low initiative ships or swarms and even still it's you're probably going to be in a couple arcs so, um yeah with Maul, like I wanted people to shoot him like a little bit so he could take some heat off of the droids, but right. no one shot him ever, so he could never take heat off of them. But um, I also I wonder how he might do as an end game. I wonder how Chancellor Palpatine crew does as an end, on an end game ship if your opponent has it and is always stressing you when you're shooting them. You know? Sure. So yeah, I, I mean, I think in the end, Andrew, you're probably right that a skinny mall is better than a fat one. But, uh, right. Like I mean, I I didn't see like I mean, just the list that I was going up against you. Like I saw mall and I saw all these droids, and I was just like, I know because especially with Grievous on there, I saw that like shooting mall was the trap while I got shot with all these droids coming at my face. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I flew Grievous in the Belbelob just. You know, even though I think the crew ride's a little bit better than the pilot, it was still a ton of fun flying Grievous. Like he yeah, had, cool. he had like Fang Fighter feels, but at the same time, I mean, okay, granted he's Initiative Four, but with the meta that we might start seeing, it's either you're going to be seeing aces or you're going to be seeing these Rebel, you know, salads or like you know these four ship, five ship Rebels that are a lower initiative and like the last game that I played was against four. What are they? The bullseye arc ones. Ah, uh, precise honor. No, 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 no. What are they called? The, the scum things with the, the meeting base. Kimagilas. Oh, thank oh. you. Yes. Um, and it was funny cause like they, they completely obliterated, uh, mall or mall and Dooku, but then like not even joking. Like if we didn't, like call the game early because the store was uh, closing. I had a good feeling like Grievous could have cleaned up the entire list. Like you took two of them out, and then it was like, all right, well we have to pack up because we have like fifteen minutes, or but there was still like fifteen minutes left in the game. So I, I would say Grievous is really kind of cool. Like if you are looking to get away from the whole droid thing and take a look at that because he can arc dodge, he can still focus, and he gets rerolls if you're out of arc. So it's it's pretty crazy. Like it's like a soft out maneuver, but even probably a little bit better because mm -hmm. green is stink. 
uh, going on the other bell blob what is it Watt tambor yeah he's the other one that people seem like they're looking at a lot right because he right does. he's like the crack shot for yeah that's right yep yeah so you basically spend the calculate token of a friendly ship wait is it i think seer is oh the i'm sorry yes yeah, seer is the crack shot one right and what tambor is a reroll like he gets to reroll one die for every friendly calculating ship within range one of the defender. Okay. Which is actually a lot like Horton Psalm's ability now that I look at it. Right. Well, all right, so, but Seer was the one I was thinking of. I think Seer is really kind of like the crazy one here because he's basically just a crack shot generator for these vulture droids. Um, and the cool thing that I guess is about him is he's winning zero to three. So my first like thought was, like he's just gonna get blown off the table. Like people are gonna see him and they're gonna like just gun for him. But I mean, if you really put the swarm out front, you can kind of hold him back a little bit, and they might not even see him for like a turn or two because he's got that range three band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, granted, he's thirty nine points. You just throw him in there naked. Um, unless you really want to put the tactical relay upgrade on him. Um, but even still, like what? Like Kraken that puts him up to basically 50 points? That's so crazy. Yeah, I think the ta- I mean the tactical relay adds so much to the vulture droids. I think you have to bring one. And Absolutely. It's, it's sort of, it's interesting. A lot of the droid abilities hinging on the spending of calculates, you find yourself, even when you have Kraken and you have a lot, you find yourself spending them. A lot so i think it sort of mirrors the jedi trying to manage their force you know like maybe you know i'm spending oh, okay. a force to you know booster barrel roll with um you know after my movement and then now i want to use my ability and then so you find like you're running burning through the for your force i find like i burn through those calculates pretty quickly but i do feel like kraken is the it feels like the best but, it's the yeah i think it's the go-to um I don't even. I can't, I don't even know what the other ones do. Well, hold up. Uh, Where are we at? Uh, TV ninety four seems interesting. Um, the K two B four seems like you're just throwing good money after bad. Like, but the dishing out strain is interesting. But I think overall, you just want you just want action economy. Yeah. Oh crap! I forgot the big thing about uh, flying Grievous was that you even put it here in the notes the uh, the title and what is it the title and the modification the plating yeah, yeah so Solus one and impervious plating that is crazy so, good. so like you don't even have it's to worry about yeah yeah dude all right so back a while ago I I can't remember the exact number but there are way more ship damage cards than there are pilot damage cards so you're like almost always going to be seeing impervium plating proc uh mm-hmm. especially if like you start seeing these uh proton rockets or not proton rockets uh what are they the damn why am i like drawing proton torpedoes mm-hmm. uh drawing crits or these jedi drawing crits like it's going to matter like it's essentially an eight hull ship yeah i mean i think yeah, it's like two thirds of the a very very high percentage of the cards are ship damage cards, like direct hits and all those. Right, that was the craziest yeah. thing ever. Was uh, a direct hit drew out, and it was just kind of like, nope, 
like <laughs> like that never happens but it, it felt it felt good so like i mean like that is one thing that you really look at when you're flying grievous that it's just throw that stuff on there if you think like what is the so it's six points for the pervium plating so it's like two shield upgrades right yeah and the shield upgrade on grievous is six points so yeah. so yeah it's so for the same price as a shield upgrade you get basically two shield upgrades it's pretty good man cool all right do we, uh what are your guys thoughts on the new gas clouds uh, i need more time with them yeah um they haven't uh they didn't really they haven't had a huge impact on the, any of the games that i've played what about you jonathan uh, I feel like in my game against you, Andrew, I kept on flying across them again and again and again. But in my other games, I did not really interact with them very much. Okay. I think the fact that it benefits both sides, I don't, I feel like, so I think it's a wash there. I mean, people talk about it being first edition auto thrusters, but it, it benefits both people. Sure. Um, I think that we will still see mostly the big rocks because whenever you hear people talk about which rocks they bring on podcasts and stuff. People are almost always say, I bring the three biggest rocks because I feel confident flying through the rocks. You know, so I feel like at the highest levels, people at competitive levels, people still bring the big rocks unless, unless they're flying big swarms where they want to just fly, where they don't want to even worry about them. But I think we'll still see the rocks. Cool. All right. So after all this dust has settled, we got some new ships to hyperspace. Um, we got two new ships for each of the fa- uh, the original three factions, so Empire, Rebels, and Scum, um, which kind of... All right, so it didn't put a bad taste in my mouth, but at the same time, I think I'm a little confused about the direction that FFG is headed with this. It's kind of like you just put these two new factions in, and you're trying to promote this hyperspace format... But at the same time, why are you throwing these ships in um, and boosting these other factions, giving them more options where you have these like fresh new factions basically molding? Like It seems like people are going to lean more towards the sh- factions that have more options. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, like if you're if you're not a super competitive player, but you are interested in hyperspace like why would you get into why would you go buy a bunch of trade federation stuff when you know if you were playing rebels or whatever you just got b wings and a wings like it doesn't yep i don't know it doesn't seem like they're they're trying to it it doesn't seem like they're trying to keep the factions on an equal footing sure so uh, that's that's my main problem with it, I think, is that it just... And, and like, I could see if they were rotating something out, or even if, like, they added one ship and rotated one ship out, then it would be one thing, but it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't see what they were trying to do here. I mean, maybe because we have so long that we haven't seen a new ship for these factions, um, that they're kind of like, okay, well, we'll give them something new to play with in the hyperspace format, but... Uh, I'm still a little lost. Yeah, I mean, does this mean... Oh, God. This is, well, the Scum Z95 just was re-released, so right. it makes sense that they add that. that. One makes sense, and the yeah. B-Wing is being released next wave, so that, I guess, makes sense. 
and a and striker. Then, and I can see them saying, "Let's give Empire something," but I wouldn't. I didn't expect two ships for each faction. Um, right. I think it's going to change hyperspace a lot. It's hard to even predict what it's. I have no idea what things are going to look like with like interceptors, B wings, and Star Vipers all showing up. Yeah, we're definitely going to see Guri. Um and I think we'll probably see a lot of B wings. I think I think Rebel A wings are still bad, um, but soon Tier will be all over the place. Like it's a lot. Um, well, I think uh, so. Going faction by faction, I guess in Empire, I feel like bringing soon Tier fell back gives Empire players, you know, what they want is to be able to play Ace to have a legitimate Ace. You know, they could back him up with. They could have Sunterfell and Darth Vader and room for a support ship. Darth Vader crew is now going to be available too. And he has a very good home. He, since he's been evicted from his home on Whisper, he can live on Vermeer, <laughs> you know? And then, and then with all this talk about rebel beef, there is now actually Imperial beef could be back with barrage rocket bombers. Um, yeah. I don't think Imperial players really want to play like big groups of, Barrage rocket bombers. They would rather play with Soontir and Darth Vader, and then have. But you know, there'd be room for like some barrage rocket bombers. But um, I just wonder how good if barrage rocket. You know, you know all this talk about like five Y wings. I don't actually know how many barrage rocket bombers in Jonas you can fit in the list, right off the top of my head. So it gives the Empire some beef again, and then for rebels. I think like the B-Wing, I know we've talked a lot on the podcast about B-Wings before. I think Braylon Strom is amazing at 47 points. Yeah. I think he fits in well in a lot of three or four ship rebel lists. If you're saying, say, taking, I don't know, Wedge, Dutch, Thane, Biggs, you might be like, okay, can I take someone out? Some one of those guys out and put Braylon in. Um, we've talked in the past about how great Selfless is for rebels, but I feel like there has not been a good selfless carrier in hyperspace, but the B wing is a really good carrier for selfless. So a B wing with selfless with bigs really brings oh, damage geez. mitigation forward. Yeah. Like that did not exist before. Bigs is annoying. I ran into bigs for the first time over the weekend and I, I underestimated how much, you know, just how, how badly he can ruin your plans and to, to couple that with selflessness, I think. Um, I'm surprised. Yeah, I think it's I think you're right. It's because we haven't had a good selfless carrier that we we haven't seen that in hyperspace yet. But yeah, I yeah. think I mean, I want I want to play B wings, but ironically, it's like Ion Cannon Y wings are the thing that scare me a bit about putting lots of B wings on the board is just being ionized repeatedly, yeah. and then they fly behind you and they just keep on ionizing you because they're going to get the ion tokens down. Yeah, um, I would agree. I don't. The Rebel A wings aren't very good. I wonder, you know, there's all this. You see all these lists about double that uh, have ways of double modifying. Uh, like wedge, like you put in Dutch to give wedge a target lock, or something. Yeah, like you, is, you think of Jake. I don't know. I don't know. Like, would does Jake? He's cheaper. You know, you don't feel the need to pile more stuff on him. You put Jake right. does, and then he can pass the focus, and then wedge does his own target lock. Is there a role there? Um, if you put Jake in a four ship rebel list, it lets you beef up the other three ships to like 
you know, 55 points and then, you know, to more. Um, I know in our discord chat, they talk, people had talked about putting squad leader on the Phoenix squadron, a wing for coordinate. Um, I don't know. I don't imagine seeing that a lot just because you could already do that with um, Black Squadron TIE Fighters and the Mining Guild TIE Fighter, and I've never seen anyone do that. So I don't know if... Uh, I mean, Ted, that... Ted did it this weekend. It, oh, it, was, right. it was kind of annoying. So, um, I mean, if you want to give Wedge a focus, you could a Phoenix Squadron could coordinate a focus to Wedge. And then Wedge could roll in and have his target lock. And it's cheaper than Dutch. And it, that would be cheaper than Jake, too. So, yeah. And then for Scum, I would say the Z95 kind of feels dead. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like it's going to make a big splash in Scum. But I feel like Guri will be big. I think I would say Guri, not even the Star Viper, just Guri. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I, I completely agree with that, though. Like, without Drea, the Z95s are kind of just lacking. Um, yeah, like Nidru is sitting at 31 points and he's kind of like he's a cool ship but at the same time like he's not a ship that like if you throw him alone they can just run over to him pop him and then deal with the rest of your list like it's not that great of a ship I would say and then everything else is just kind of very lackluster um, without those double mods from something else uh, but yeah Guri is like the big thing here like people like just Boba Gurry in general is going to be good. Like some kind of Fen Gurry variant is going to be crazy. It's hard to track her down, especially with just throwing advanced sensors on there. And like, oh man, that would have been crazy if they just took advanced, like threw Gurry in there, but took advanced sensors out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like just her by herself, like it, it's. You put the right conditions on the board, like, and she's unstoppable. Like, it's there's so many instances where that literally like if there's two ships on the board and she uh is moving last then it's almost impossible to catch her mm-hmm. like uh, there's been instances where i had bobo with like a, a a double arc and like there's still nothing i could do like it, it's just absolutely crazy um, but yeah, looking at any of the other, oh my god, Prince Caesar, I like sat there for like a solid like, <laughs> 20 minutes trying to figure out a list for him and like it just didn't work. Dalen Ober is just cool. He's a lot of fun and but with the like being at initiative four, like his ability just isn't enough. Like being right. able to just turn your ship 90 degrees is absolutely crazy, but it's like I said, it just isn't enough. All right. What what else do we do? We get anything else for hyperspace? Uh, we got a couple other crew cards, I think, right. or like a, a couple upgrades. Um, zero point tractor beam. Yeah, we got tractor beam. Jamming beam. Zero point jamming beams. Jamming jamming beams. Jamming beam. That's right. So every like so all the T seventies will have jamming beam and all the B wings. Yeah. Uh, we got Sienna Re, who I maintain is good, um, but I don't know. I don't really know where you put her. I guess you put her on the the Reaper, but um, she's uh, I maybe she's more fun than good, but uh, I, I don't think she. I don't think we're gonna see her a lot. I actually don't. Re- what does she do? I don't remember. Uh, oh, you cut out. You made uh, a Hold boost on. or a barrel roll. 
you can take it you can the ship can treat it as red if it rotates 90 degrees or something mm. uh, let me double check on that um but the problem is is that yeah uh after you perform a coordinate action if the ship you coordinated performed a barrel a booster barrel it can gain a stress token to rotate 90 degrees um requires a red it requires that you have coordinate obviously so i guess you can really only put it on the reaper so i don't know i don't know if we'll see it on a reaper maybe someone will do like a sienna vader reaper or something but um she's interesting uh she she lets you do a lot of fun stuff but yeah she's she's probably not good all right, well, some final thoughts on this. Like, me and Jonathan were talking about this the other day, that, like, they just constantly keep changing the meta. And, like, maybe we're in a state of the game right now where we're getting these new ships and, like, like large waves. We're getting, like, new factions added to the game. But it was, like, as soon as something started to settle down, like, something else popped up. And I think that's pretty good for the game because, like, the less things settle down and just become the same copy pasta everyone's running this list list is like the worst possible state of the game i would say like it's really kind of promoting people to go out and venture and like build their own lists and see what works and see what doesn't and it also is rewarding the different archetypes that like that people are flying and um are getting good at so like that's another like aspect of it is like if you enjoy a certain archetype fly it and then go with that and figure out how you can model it. But like at the same time, FFG is doing a great job of not letting anything get stale. Yeah. I think there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. I feel like I was just sort of getting used to like five, a wings spam Y wings. And now everything is, I mean, those, this will probably still be around, but now that it's, everything has been thrown into, yeah, change. yeah like i don't think y wings are going anywhere if people people still want to run that they can run it um the a wings i mean if you want to write if you want to fly resistance you're probably flying a wings because they don't have a lot of other stuff going on um i don't think that little transport pod or whatever they get is really going to change that um so th- so some of the some things will stick around but um yeah i think it's uh the next the next couple of months will be fine. Yeah. And then everything will change again and that'll right. be fun. So Yeah, so I mean we have Adepticon coming up this weekend, so it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens there. Um What is uh what is legal? At for is the main tournament is the new stuff not legal yet? It's not supposed to be. So I okay. don't know if they like went around that or something, but yeah. It's okay. supposed to be so eleven we won't... eleven days from okay. release. Okay. So we won't get any resistance in Confederacy stuff. Okay. Or say yeah. any Republic Confederacy right. stuff. They said in uh, one of the FFG articles that the um, hyperspace qualifier, everything will be legal. Okay. Okay. Got it. So it means like you could fly soon to and, and resistance, I mean, Republic and uh, separatists and B wings in the hyperspace qualifier. Okay, cool. Sure. I mean, uh, honestly, with those, it's very hard to accrue data. I mean, like, I know people try, but at the same time, it's like there's so many missing data points that, like, it's nuts. Like, I mean, like, how many people just oh one one drop or, like, 
one one drop that could be going like five and one. It's it's very hard to I would say get anything out of them. Um, like obviously you're going to see which list did go five and one and six and zero, oh, but at the same time, um, it's not like it used to be where like it's getting those big data points is completely different as opposed to getting a big system open tournament with hyperspace um, and being able to draw all the data from it where this is kind of like it's more encouraging to drop than just to keep playing on so more to the my point what i'm saying is i wouldn't draw any too big conclusions from the hyperspace trial or the yeah, yeah the qualifier yeah it's gonna be a mess right uh so upcoming events Glen Burnie on April 6th, that uh, games and stuff, that is always a great event. So if you, I believe they still have some spots open, a good amount of spots open. So you should definitely check that out because like I said, every t- every year they always have so much going on. They provide lunch. It's a fun time. Great people. Uh, then we have... The Red Caps Regional, I know they're not cold regionals, they're hyperspace trials now, but um, Red Caps is on May 4th. We're actually going to be running that one. So we um, have a, yeah, we got like, I want to say like 40 more spaces left. So I feel like it's going to boost up as soon as Glen Burnie happens. But it's a two day event. We're going to be doing the first day on Saturday, May 4th. And then on May 5th, if you are coming in or if you are in the area, we're going to be doing like a side event on Sunday. And as long as the Wave 3 kit is out, we're going to be giving it away. So it's going to be like basically a Wave Championship on Sunday if you don't make the cut for the, um, for the hyperspace trial. Good point, Jonathan. Um, or is that Marcel? Yeah, the mo- that was me. Okay, yeah, point. of course. Yeah, the most important part is it is BYOB. We are allowed to bring in whatever we want. And as long as we're all responsible, it should be a great time. Uh, we'll set up a stream and everything for that. It it's, will be broadcasted on our Twitch. Um, so, But yeah, it is BYOB. And if I believe if we have enough people pre-register for it, then... We will be providing lunch as well. Um, but yeah, like I said, you need to pre-register for that. So it gives us a good idea of how many people are coming. And if you were on the fence about coming and, you know, you need to book a room or something along those lines, definitely do it. Because like I said, if you don't make the cut, then Sunday there are going to be events where like it's not going to be a normal hyperspace or wave championship event. We're going to do probably like something like play as you go and you win tickets every win that you get. So that should be a fun weekend. And it's May 4th. It's the best Star Wars day ever. So um, if you are a fan of the show, we do have a Patreon to support us. We are in the works of getting our next alt art out. Uh, we will spoil them in a bit. I'm not, I want to wait a little bit more for um, if you're part of the SJPA group, you've already seen it. But it's it's good. You're going to like it. So, And the only way to get them right now is through our Patreon, unless you're in the area. And then we are going to be giving away a lot of sets of the alt arts at the Red Caps Regional on May 4th as well. So he said they should be ready by then, and hopefully we can get them all printed. All right, guys. I want to thank everyone for listening, and uh, have a great night. See you. Good night.